Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Tomorrow, 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 Game 3, Admirals and the Chicago Wolves, Panther Arena. Get your tickets on sale right now. All you have to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Tickets as inexpensive as $10. They are down in that series, two games to zero. It's best of five series. So if they lose tomorrow, it's over. If they win tomorrow, then Game 4 would be Friday night at Milwaukee Panther Arena. But right now, Game 3 tickets on sale. Uh, again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, some uh, affordable family fun. Uh, tomorrow night, they need your voices. They need your hands to be cheering and going crazy and make it a great atmosphere so the Admirals can uh, get a win against Chicago and extend this series to Game 4 coming up on Friday. Okay, so coming up on today's show, uh, we'll play back Matt LaFleur's presser for you coming up uh, in the next segment of the show. We're going to check with Kevin Holden from CBS 58 Sports Director. He was at the Packer OTAs uh, today uh, for the entire session outside. So we'll get his thoughts on how everybody looked uh, from what he was watching outside today and get his thoughts on what uh, Matt LaFleur has to say or had to say in his presser today as well. So plenty of Packer talk. Going to stay with the NFL here in the first segment uh, before we get to Matt LaFleur. Uh, and some news coming out of uh, ESPN uh, concerning the NFL. Jeremy Fowler, NFL owners are discussing the future of the Pro Bowl at this week's league meetings. A source, a source confirmed to ESPN after multiple media outlets reported the news. The league has spoken to players and NFL teams and is now exploring alternatives to the week-long Pro Bowl celebration which could include the elimination of the traditional tackle game, the source said. No vote is needed to approve a change. The NFL, while exploring this with players and television partners, hopes to have a decision this summer. I would hardly call that tackle football what we watched in the last Pro Bowl. AR, you uh, a big Pro Bowl guy? No, not in the slightest and have not been for a very long time. Okay, so it's been a while for you. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last Pro Bowl I watched. My question is this. Like, do we need all-star games anymore in sports? Like, if, if they got rid of the MLB all-star game and only had the home run derby, uh, and if we got rid of the NFL Pro Bowl, if we got rid of the NBA all-star game, hell, you can get rid of the whole all-star weekend in the NBA. Dunk contest, everything else, because there's nobody even in the dunk contest anymore. Uh, if they got rid of all of that, and said, you know what, players are going to have off. We're not going to have all this other stuff. We're not going to be traveling around. If we just got rid of all-star festivities in sports and said, it's done. No more games. Nobody takes them seriously. We don't get full effort for the entire game in most situations. We're just not doing it anymore. 
would you have a problem with it if they just eliminated all-star games in sports uh, across pro sports? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. First, let's start with the one that I think most of you probably still like, uh, and that's the MLB All-Star Game. The MLB All-Star Game was ruined for me when interleague play was brought in. Then it was just another game, essentially, for the most part for me. Because when there wasn't interleague play, that's when you got to see the great pitchers of the NL uh, go against the great hitters of the AL. And the only other time you'd be able to see that is if they saw each other in the World Series. Or the great hitters of the NL against the great pitchers of the NL, however you want to look at it. That's what made the All-Star Game cool. Once you put interleague play in, and now, next year, I believe, every team will face every team in Major League Baseball starting, I want to say, next season. Now it really takes away from it. You know, before, maybe the Brewers don't face the Yankees, but once every three or four years. Okay, so now if I get a, a Christian Yelich against one of their better pitchers, okay, maybe it's a, a little bit of a big deal. But now that it's going to be everybody faces everybody at least one series a year, now I really don't care about it one way or the other. And then you have the tie that happens at American Family Field. And then Bud Sealy, the commissioner, has to figure out how are we going to avoid having that happen again. So let's put some stakes on it. And let's say you're playing for home field advantage uh, if you win the All-Star game. And that was the hope was to draw people to watch it more and give them something more to kind of hold on to. Home run derby is fun. It's way too long. Doesn't have to be that long, um, but that, but that's something that obviously is fun. Celebrity softball game is a waste of time. I think I don't think anybody watches that crap, um, so I think that's a joke. Uh, celebrity basketball game in the NBA, I think that's a waste of time. I don't think a lot of people watch that either, and the people are tuning in to watch that. So I think that's a waste of time. Uh, the dunk weekend, uh, All Star weekend before the actual game itself, the dunk contest, yeah, haven't had anybody really in that. Uh, the all-star competition, okay, Bucks fans, I know Giannis and his brothers, that was fun, whatever, but come on. Is that a big deal to you either? No, probably not. Three-point shooting contest might have the most intrigue, but are you making your plans around a three-point shooting contest of whether you're going to do something or not on that given night uh, in all-star weekend? Doubt it. So there's there's not much to be seen there. The NFL, with their Pro Bowl weekend or whatever, they started doing stuff this last year when they were in Vegas and it was cold out that I thought was pretty cool. Um, different skills competitions for the different positions and stuff. Um, obstacle course and all of that. I thought that was fun. But again, in the NFL, it makes even less sense. Because in the NFL, the season's done. Like, just name who made the all-star roster, send them their bonus checks, and move on and let them go enjoy their offseason. Like it doesn't doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever why that game is being played before or after the season or during the playoffs. Doesn't make any sense. You just eliminate it and move forward. Would you be heartbroken AR if they got rid of all star games in pro sports? Well, I'd argue that all star games haven't really been honestly relevant since the advent of cable television. Uh, there's another point. Because I thought the whole purpose yeah. of an all-star game as originally developed, especially with baseball, was to give the the country a chance to see an athlete you could never see otherwise. Unless or never they came otherwise. to your stadium and more chances than not, like if you were in the NL, you're never going to see those AL players. That's the television angle. So right. no, I would not be too upset. Yeah, and I don't 
I mean, maybe we're different uh, on this than everybody else, but I don't, it just doesn't do much for me anymore. And I love the Pro Bowl more than the other ones. Um, but that that's just become a complete and utter joke. I'd still like the NBA one uh, more than the others because at least you get some type of basketball, you know, by the fourth quarter or somewhere in that area. So I kind of like that perspective of it because there gets to be some trying, at least in the last quarter of the game normally with the NBA All-Star Games. The Major League All-Star Game, people always say, Sparky, they try. They try more than the other ones. Well, well, I mean, it's hard not to try in baseball. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what would not be trying? Right. Just standing and watching every pitch I go mean, by? I mean, not running out of grounder, I guess, would not be trying, I guess. Um, or maybe not giving it your all and chasing after a fly ball hard and letting it drop. I guess that would not be trying. Uh, or not attempting to throw out guys that are trying to steal bases and you just let them go. I mean, I, I guess that would be different ways of not trying. Uh, and thank God we haven't gotten to that point yet with Major League Baseball where they're kind of still taking it seriously um, and, and playing relatively hard. But again, the g- great thing about that was was the fact that you got to see guys that you never got to see play against each other. And like Adam said, because of cable TV, satellite TV, and now streaming and all this other stuff, you literally can watch any team you want want to watch on any given Sunday if you really wanted to. On any given Sunday, you can watch any of them. So I, I don't, I don't really see a need uh, for the Pro Bowl anymore. They want to eliminate it and be done with it. Then fine, eliminate it and be done with it. And the same with the other ones. I think you still have a, you know, Pro Bowl roster or All Star roster. You don't take money away from the players. You still allow them to uh, collect their check if they make the roster based on voting and everything else. Fine. The only difference is less guys would actually get pool money. Because there wouldn't be any alternates. So, you know, before it's, oh, my ankle hurts, I'm not playing. I'm still going to get my money. But now this fourth quarterback who was in line and voting, now he gets to go play in the Pro Bowl and he gets a check too. Exactly. So you actually save money from the NFL standpoint by just paying the guys that make it, the alternates, there, there are no alternates. It's just kind of like the all-pro thing. Same type of deal. And we could ask Sparky, or not Sparky, Gary you and Leroy. Ask whatever you I mean, like. ask you, yeah. yeah. We can ask them. Gary and Leroy, when we see him tomorrow on or off the air, like that means something. You can in the locker room, and I've heard them talk about it when we're off the air. Those lists come out. People are talking like, you know, oh, I, I don't care. I don't care at all. It, it, did you see he, he got all pro? Really? He made the Pro Bowl? Really? I don't care. You, know, you have that. You have, you probably have conversations to a certain degree. I, I just think that from the perspective of, making sure there's still an incentive, I guess, of that list other than all pro. This is a different type of list other than all pro. So you're not taking money out of the players you need hands. You are because, again, there's no alternates. But overall, they would still get their money. It would still be something to say, oh, five guys made the the, the Pro Bowl roster for the Packers or four made it for them. But you don't actually play the game. Like, I... To me, I'd be fine with it if they decided uh, to move on at this point. All right, coming up next, Matt LaFleur, the Packers head coach, talked earlier uh, today. He talked about a number of things. One, Aaron Rodgers, they are not there at OTAs. Number two, talked about facing a certain NFL team uh, in training camp practices leading up to their Week 2 game against them in preseason. 
uh, and gotten into talking about some other things as well. That's all straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Plus, Kevin Holden joins us uh, in about one half hours. He was there at all the practices and give us a bird's eye view kind of what he saw today from CBS 58. Straight ahead here. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sparks Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan Toby Altizer comes up in one half hour. He'll fill in for Rami Makhlouf today. Last day of Rami's vacation. Thankfully, multiple trips for Rami Makhlouf this month. California, Alabama. I think that he said they were stopping in Nashville, Tennessee on the way back. Uh, again, makes no sense because the man's allergic to country music or so he says as he gets like a a uh, reaction from his stomach and like wants to puke when he hears country music. That's what he's always said. Always for as long as he's been at this radio station since 2005, man's always said that. And then you choose to go to Nashville, Tennessee voluntarily. Like that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but either way. So he'll be back tomorrow. Hey, a pretty cool nugget here before we get to Ryan Wood from field Yates. NBC has announced a legendary play-by-play man. Al Michaels will be the voice of Thursday night football on Amazon has been named to an emeritus role and will call a playoff game for NBC this season. Do we know of anybody else that's been able to do this? Not that I know of. Madden didn't go to Fox and then all of a sudden go, you know what, I'm going to go back and do a game for CBS while I'm under my Madden contract. Like, I don't don't think that's a thing, right? I don't – no, I don't think so. So this is pretty interesting. Obviously, Amazon's not competing against NBC when it comes to playoffs or whatever the case may be. And I'll be honest, I think it would be kind of cool if these Amazon guys and girls, whoever are doing Amazon, ended up with the networks maybe uh, in some form or fashion uh, during the postseason. Very interested to see how much of an audience they're going to get watching Amazon. Because if you know me, you know I don't really go looking for stuff streaming. That's not my thing. I, I like my satellite dish, my direct TV, uh, all very, very happy with my direct TV uh, and leave it the way it is. Science Sound Solutions were nice enough to hook it all up for me and all that. And that's that's where I'm happy. 
having to go find uh, an app to figure out what game I want to watch. Um, that that's no. Again, I'm old. Whatever, but uh, not not a fan. So, how many Amazon games am I going to watch? Probably not many. Uh, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joins us now here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of Sparky's Midday Madness, live from Green Bay, a site of OTAs. What's going on, Crunchy? Not too much, man. We're walking through the Lambeau Field atrium. Uh, I, I apologize for being a minute late to you, but uh, literally we were we were running around shooting stand-ups, and I got to tell you, there's nothing that makes you feel more like a like a like a fish in a in a bowl than shooting stand-ups as random people are walking through the atrium. They're like gawking at us yep. like we have three heads. Yeah, no, I I could definitely see that. Uh, so gawking. Let's talk about guys I would be gawking at if I were there. I'd be gawking at Jordan Love for certain, seeing how he looks. Now again, it's shorts, so I don't know how much you can really make of it. Uh, what did you make of Jordan Love? I think there's a different comfort level with Jordan Love, and I think part of it is that there's a different comfort level in general. I, I, there was a time last year at this point when you had to think that Jordan Love didn't really know his future and his future was, was the, the, to use the old phrase, anything from soup to nuts. He might've been back to being a backup. He might've been the starter for the green Bay Packers. And I mean, that's, that's a lot to deal with that kind of uncertainty. I think this is way better in that he is basically it's not a it's not an audition but it's basically a temporary time where he knows he's the he's starting quarterback he's the guy leading uh you know the first team offense and helping to bring uh, you know rookie receivers and that sort of thing around i think he was much more comfortable with media today when he spoke with us i thought he uh, uh had some interesting things to say about aaron Rodgers. somebody asked him about the extension that rogers signed and uh, and jordan love said hey that dude deserves it and he's right. And uh, and he seemed unfazed by it. I don't think it was an act. I think I think Love feels much more comfortable this offseason. Yeah, he's much more comfortable because he knows he's not replacing Rodgers anymore. He knows he's going to go somewhere else and play, and he doesn't have to have this hanging over his head. I mean, legitimately, Gutenkunz has talked about it. Like, I don't know if his future is here or somewhere else, but, you know, we're going to continue to try to develop Jordan Love. And if I'm Jordan Love, now this is great because now Rodgers knows I'm not going to be the guy if he's here for two or three more years. Uh, there's no pressure, I mean, from a fan standpoint or whatever else. Whoever is coming after this guy probably isn't on the roster. Uh, so I can just kind of feel free and just work on developing my game without having the stress of knowing at some point here I'm going to have to deal with everything that comes after Aaron Rodgers. I think Jordan Love has had one of the strangest careers of any Packers quarterback over these couple of years because he was drafted in the middle of a pandemic. And I think in, in some way – he might have been drafted because of the pandemic. I think there was uncertainty about 2020, and they saw that maybe that was the chance to go get the guy who could replace Rodgers. So, he, you know, he started under those circumstances in his first year. He was here under those circumstances. In his second, quote, year, 2021, there's all this drama between Rodgers and the franchise. And, yeah, man, if you, you go through all that and all of a sudden now all you're doing is putting together tape for, I don't know, Seattle or whoever's down the road, to only focus on one thing, got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. And, you know, the other thing that, that we talk about gawking and who you're gawking at uh, in this thing, I, I think the other person that obviously we're all looking at and wanting to see where he's at is David Bakhtiari uh, and Elton Jenkins and Robert Tunyon and these guys coming back from injury. Not to say this offensive line uh, can't do a decent job without them, uh, but Bakhtiari we thought was back and then ended up not being able to play in the playoffs uh, so now the the thought process is, is he going to be ready for the regular season? Uh, and that's something that's still yet to be seen. 
Yeah, I laid eyes on those guys, specifically Bakhtiari and, and Tunyon, uh, during today's OTA session. But as you know, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot. I can tell you that, that uh, Robert Tunyon does a Clay Matthews-esque job of putting his hair up. He was he was just twirling that around like five or six times and then sticking it on top of his head. And then, you know, he was running around and looking pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like long distance running, but he was, he looked pretty agile. I saw Bakhtiari for a brief second, but uh, yeah, those, I mean, they're there. And, and the truth is the, the role of the offensive line could change a little bit too, just because the role of the entire offense is going to change. You don't have Devonte Adams and, Rodgers will still find his way to make receivers into good receivers, but I got to imagine that uh, you know your Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon's are the ones that, uh, that that will be getting a little extra workload. The Packers were 18th in the league in rush yards last year; they're a top 10 team in rush yards. I think this year, the way this offense shapes up. What about this? What about the tight end position? Because seemingly, with no Tunyon, as as you point out, uh, now you're relying on Deguara. Uh, in order to get the job done at the end of the day. I don't necessarily think I feel that comfortable about that. I would have loved to see him draft a tight end in the draft. That obviously didn't happen. So I, I think there's some pressure maybe on that tight end position, especially without having a true number one wide receiver. Yeah, you, you got that right. And, I mean, you're going to be digging down a little bit at that at that position. There's There may be one where, you know, one position where what happens in OTAs, what happens during mandatory mini camp and the early portions of training camp might be something to actually watch because when, when there is that type of tight end available, when there's a a, a tight end that Rogers can trust, that really is what it boils down to. If he earns that trust, it takes pressure off everybody else, but it also gives that extra dimension to the offense. And, there was a time when that was a luxury and it's just not anymore with, with Devonte gone, you can't just find someone that good at receiver. So everybody steps up a role and, and tight end would be that way. A healthy Robert Tunyon would be wonderful for the team. He would, he would take on, you know, one of those elite type roles at his position, but uh, whoever it is and whoever steps up, that it, it's going to be important. And I think when you're talking about, you know, gawking and watching, that's, that's going to be one to watch the next few months. Time with Ryan Wood, CBS 58 Sports Director, as he's up at OTAs, up in Green Bay, uh, at Lambeau Field. What about Rico Gafford, a guy that's making that transition to cornerback? Um, and I, I think the majority of the reason they got him was for special teams, but they're going to see if he can play corner now. Yeah, and it's here's, here's a time where, again, we're talking about the, the difference of a few years ago versus now and the, the elevation of the defense, the fact that, you know, when, when you're talking about bringing a guy in and working him out at corner, there was a time when that person might have had to guard Julio Jones in a playoff game. Like, yep. <laughs> that's where they were not that long ago, right? But now you've got a guy like Gafford at 26 that, uh, you know, that, that's got, you know, experience in the league, and, and they can they can bring him along if, if they need to bring him along. But he's been, you know, around with so many different teams. This is organization number six for him since 2018. So, if he if he turns into something that's good for depth on the roster, that's great. That's a perfect thing to watch right now where some of the veterans are not here. Jair was not, you know, on the field today. But I think if that if that spot isn't filled, if that impression isn't made within the next probably four weeks, then I think you you probably know that's a guy that maybe won't do much this year. You follow Kevin Holden on Twitter at three two one Q Kevin. You had an interesting tweet with some video of Aaron Jones earlier today. And the tweet says, with the Packers revamped receiving core, there's a little extra focus on 33 this fall and this summer. 
Let me change that. If I said this tweet said this, would you agree or disagree? The Packers revamp receiving core, there's a little extra pressure on 33 this fall and this summer. Yeah. No, I think you could 100% say that. Yeah, it's, uh, it is Aaron Jones' team uh, into this league and onto this roster as part of a, a team that was able to do so much throwing the ball. And, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still there means a lot of that remains. But when you're talking about personnel, Jones is kind of elevated to that top status. And when you're talking about top status, it's not just as a running back. It's as a, as a receiving running back as well. I mean, this, these are numbers that, you know, I, I tried to separate fantasy and reality when I'm watching, you know, these OTAs, but that's kind of what I saw. In, in just in that video, which is just him running a rep, which is like, man, he elevates so much more because he's going to get more catches, more yards receiving, that kind of thing. Like he, he's going to be a necessary element. I think that this Packers team this year might look a little bit more like the 49ers team that beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago and that there was a, a stable of running backs, but they had so much importance uh, that uh, that they I mean they became just about unstoppable for the Packers. I think Matt Lafleur since that day has sort of uh, hungered for that kind of team, and now he might have the roster to pull that off. Uh, one last one last thing for you. What about the rookies? Uh, anybody stand out to you rookie wise? Well, we watched Christian Watson quite a bit, uh, and I, I think Watson's going to have to be fast. I mean, that's, that, that's number one to me is that the, the curve to get him to speed is going to have to be quicker than it's been for any Packers rookie receiver since when? I don't know. Like a long, 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 long time. The fact that Randall Cobb is here to help Watson, uh, that, that he's, he's talking with him, he's helping mentor him, and that he's not just skipping his OTAs is helpful. Watson's the guy that, that for me, obviously jumps right out. We looked at the two first-round picks, and I think, you know, they – those, those are shrewd picks because I think they can help and make an impact now. They can help the Packers elevate the level of their defense right now. Watson is, to me, a guy that if he gets – if that curve is quick, then he can help ease the pain in the receiving core. Probably the most important pick just in that, in that realm. But I think, you know, if it's, a, if it's a normal learning curve, if it's a human learning curve, this first year is going to have its ups and downs for Watson. And that means the offense, at least their passing game, has a few more more dips in the road. So, yeah, Watson is the, is the guy. I think every time I'm up here, that's the guy I'm paying the most attention to among the new guys. Yes, Kevin Holden. Check him out tonight. CBS 58, 5 o'clock. You'll have more with Jordan Love and what he saw at OTAs earlier today. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Fargy, always great to, to talk football, baseball, CFL, anything, man. You know I'm here. Yeah, one, <laughs> one day we'll get more into the Brewers here once we get through these Packer OTAs. We'll see what happens. Thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it. There he is, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you feeling anxious. Well, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. A quick timeout, come back, hunt down Toby Altizer. He's getting ready to come in and do his show here at 3 o'clock. I have not broached, and I don't know if Bart Winkler has broached this with Toby Altizer or not on the morning show, but has anybody asked Toby about Daniel Snyder possibly getting ousted from ownership in Washington? 
I mean, I wasn't listening to him when he was with Sam yesterday, but uh, as far as Bart bringing it up, no, he is not. Yeah, I, I want to know what Toby's thoughts on this because I, I haven't heard to- Toby talk about it, and it's a very big, important issue. Nobody around the state of Wisconsin cares about it, but I care what Toby thinks. Uh, and we'll talk about that next and also what Bonamago Jr. did uh, today when he left uh, the morning show. we got to talk about that too. That's coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Admirals back in playoff action tomorrow, down two games to zero to the Chicago Wolves. Get your tickets now for that one. They need your support. They lose tomorrow, they're done. They win tomorrow, then game four would be uh, back at Panther Arena on Friday night, the 27th. But you can get tickets for tomorrow night's game right now, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Tickets as inexpensive as $10 a ticket. Affordable family fun, like I always uh, like to say, so make take sure to take advantage of that. All right, joining us now is Toby Altizer. He is uh, going to be filling in uh, for Rami Makhlouf this afternoon. Rami comes back tomorrow on his way back from Alabama, and I guess they're stopping in Nashville, Tennessee on the way back. Um, so he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, first things first, this morning, I, I didn't hear it, but apparently Bonamago uh, Jr. Uh, and Bart Winkler decided that Bonamago Jr. should have some fun by going to a <laughs> Wendy's. Uh, after work, and apparently this is what happened. Hi, may I take order, please? Uh, yeah, can I get a number four, please? Can I get that with a side of Toby? I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, can I get a number four with the side of Toby? Side of what? Toby. <laughs> It's like the one time I went to a Wendy's in Oak Creek and yelled 36 and they had no idea what I was talking about because Leroy said that's what he always does at 36 and they know what he's getting mad. So I tried one. I was did not go well at all. It's not did not go well. Yeah, I woke up and saw that this morning. That is great. That, that is, is great. hilarious. I could never do that. What he should have way. done is he should have called ahead, told him that he was coming, saying that he was going to do a side of Toby and set up the whole interaction to be even better than it maybe could have been in, in that in that instance. Still good. Still, Still good. very good, yes. Uh, wait, what did you say? Wait, wait, wait. What? It's so funny. <laughs> what was that? What is what is wrong Aside with of you? Toby. Toby, what does that mean? Aside <laughs> of Toby. That girl's probably thinking, did I date a Toby? Like, who is this? What are we talking about? Uh, so that was pretty funny by uh, Tim Shea earlier today. Uh, I want to ask you before we get to what's on your show, because I don't know if you and Bart have talked about it or you and Sam talked about it. Uh, your thoughts, do you want Snyder out? Because it sounds oh, like yes. the NFL owners are getting yes. ready to oust him. Yes, but I just also read a piece, uh, not driving in, definitely not while I was driving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone said that uh, there's no significant progress on getting him out. They may we want him suspended for a long time, but I just, I can only they got imagine. Sterling out with the Clippers. In the I NBA. can only imagine the feeling if you're one of these women that was working inside the organization that was harassed and all these different things. And he's still there. And the thing that might get him out is stealing money from the other owners, essentially. It's not the fact that I was sexually harassed. I had illicit photos of me taken without my permission and sent around. It's none of that stuff. That's not that big a deal to them, apparently. It's the fact that these old other white started, dudes are pissed off yeah, that they got money taken. From he started them. reaching into their right. pockets and now they're mad. Yep. Uh, that he should be gone. I don't get why they keep defending him. 
I, I just don't get it. And no, I, I agree. S- I saw one Washington fan saying maybe they're a little scared because it is the nation's capital and it is run down by this owner, and they're scared that if someone comes in, maybe they could revamp the organization and become a powerhouse like they were at the late 80s and 90s. Maybe that's – but I don't think so. I just think that NFL owners – maybe have a little more dirt and they don't want their own. For sure. Exactly. They live in a glass house. I tend to believe that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen things with Jerry Jones and we just kind of brush those under the rug. We've seen things with Robert Kraft. Those things get brushed under the rug. So I'm assuming some of these owners are probably looking. All involving women. Exactly. I'm assuming all these other owners are probably looking and saying, well, if we uh, oust him, we we might be in trouble. Yeah, if he decides to unleash everything he's got. Yeah, I could be in trouble for a lot of dudes. Exactly. Yeah, no so, question about I'd it. I'd love for him to be gone. I think that would be a good thing for the organization, a good thing for the NFL. But unfortunately, he might have to kill someone to get out. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Toby Altizer, what do you got coming up today at 3? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Packers, OTAs, get some thoughts on that, as well as talking about the Brewers game last night. I know some Brewers fans are... Maybe a little overreactionary, but it was a good baseball team they're going up against, and they had chances to win that baseball game. They didn't win it. So and Hunter Renfro's hurt. Yep, Hunter Renfro, Freddie Peralta going to miss some significant yep. time. So we'll talk all about that. Dominic Catronio of Locked On Brewers also works for Valley Sports Wisconsin as a statistician. He'll join us at three forty-five. Want to get? You're his talking thoughts. about him last night on the broadcast. Yeah, I want to. I want to kind of get some insight into him because he he uh, he has some interesting content on Twitter on TikTok. I think he does a really good job of self-promoting nice. himself. So get some insight into there. So we'll talk about that with him. And then uh, talk about the Bucks at 4 o'clock. Where did they go wrong this year? I think, you know, simply put, you can say the Chris Middleton injury. And sure, I think a lot of us would say that. Nothing you could do. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. But if you're, you know, if you're looking at it from a lens of John Horst, where can you look and say, all right, I understand the Middleton injury, but where else could we maybe improve from mm-hmm. this past season to try and get better next year? Or how can we make the roster Ready to go again for a final no, run next year. This is on Bud. I say not horse. Well, and that's Bud, one Bud of the has, things. Bud has to determine whether or not he's going to do something different defensively. Because, See, again, we go back and we look, and a guy emailed or tweeted earlier about this. You gave up the three ball against Toronto. You lost several years ago. Sure. You gave up the three ball against Miami. You lost that series. And now this series, you can say, okay, somebody was hurt. So it's a legitimate mm-hmm. reason to say you lost. But, again, you gave up the three ball a ton this series to the point where the guy could have wore, could have, could have read three books yeah. in the time it took him to take a shot, and there was nobody running out, closing out. It was horrible. Like, And we did a topic on our show Brooke Lopez had in last year of his deal, would you consider trading him? Because if you are going to change yeah. that defense and it's not going to be this drop crap anymore and you're going to try to, to, to defend the three ball more, then he probably doesn't work as well in that defense. The defense they have is built around Brooke Lopez. It is, but for me, when I look at the series against the Celtics, obviously you watch Game 7 and Grant Williams being left wide open yep. is a problem, but for me the biggest problem that series was their half-court offense, and so I think Coach Bud has some blame on that as well because Chris Middleton's out and your half-court offense just completely goes to pot. One-on-one. That, on one. that, that should not be the case, yep. so I think they got to explore that. That's why I think... You know, some of these different things, we'll talk about P.J. Tucker and if that was the right decision or not, break that down. Because, you know, I think a lot of Bucks fans wish he were here. I kind of j- go the other way and say, like, I-, I get where the owners were coming from because, you know, I think if we look at that series again, 
Middleton's there, they can probably win it. I think if Tucker's there and Middleton's still out, I don't know that they're winning that no, series. No, I don't, I don't think it matters. So, I, I, I you know, I think we'll kind of dive into that a little bit yep. as well. Bart Winkler, I'll get to talk to my buddy at 4.30. Haven't talked to him in a little bit, so we'll do some draft mockery with him. We got one teed up just for him. Things that make you angry. It's day three, but Holy we crap. know that Bart Winkler is going to have something. Things that make you angry. <laughs> did you tell him that's what it is? <laughs> I'm sure he knows. Did, did you hear what he did last week and he was on? It was no. like things that make you happy. And his answer was tears of his enemies. Oh my God, that dude. <laughs> Does that not sound like the most Bart answer there is? There is something going on there. So huh? he's obviously going to have something good for things that make you angry. Yes, I would think. And then Rohan Kadi of the Eurostep podcast, we'll ask him some of those things, same things about the Bucks. He'll join us at 5.30. So a packed show today for the Rami Show. He is Toby Altizer. He's up next at the Rami Show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 